What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Untold Hype Podcast. We're your hosts, Alyssa. And Devon. And Devon, we back. We back with a exciting episode today. I, I feel one. like I say that every week, but I feel like this is the one you guys really care for. This is the one you guys really want to hear about. In episode one, we talked about Devon's story. Episode two, we talked about mine. And today, I feel like our story kind of like puts the puzzle pieces together of, of episode one and two when we share how our you know stories align with one another. Um, but we're not going to share everything because it's going to take forever if we shared every little detail. So yeah. we're just going to share the part that matters. That matters. But... The part that's most interesting is how we came from being in a situationship to now married seven years. Wow. <laughs> that's a long time. <laughs> it ain't that long. But I will say that I feel like that's we're officially amazing. out of honeymoon phase. Yeah, we got to um, be. <laughs> yeah, we, we're kind of vets now, right? Veterans. Um, anyway, so before we get started, though, because uh, I want to jump right in. I want to dive wide right in. I want to dive right in because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot to cover. And I also asked some of you all on Instagram to send in your stories and send in your questions in regards to this topic situationship. So I want to make sure that we have enough time to get to that. But I did want to address one thing. I was listening back to our first two episodes and Devon, you kept saying <laughs> that yeah. You were a red pill, red pill kind of guy, kind of guy, and I remember thinking like that sounds off. Even though I know you're, <laughs> re- I know that's your reference to like the Matrix, but yeah. I it hit me. Oh, I was gee. like, oh, I think the red pill, like man, is actually something that has a negative connotation in our current, you know, cultural yeah. climate. So, do you want to address that, Devon? Yeah, well, so the red pill in my mind because. I didn't know about that current cultural reference (laughs) at all. Um, The movie, The Matrix, that dropped with Neo and Morpheus, um, where basically this is a crazy story. So basically um, this sage type of guy comes and he's recruiting this guy and he gives an option to choose between the blue pill and the real pill, red pill. The red pill means that his eyes will be open to deeper realities behind uh, the world that he's living the day to day. Yeah. And the blue pill is like, go back to your fake reality. Um, which is so, probably what the red pill community actually got that term from. Probably. Um, but for you, that means something totally different. Yeah. For me, it's like, Oh, I'm into, you know, I could go below the surface. I like mystery. You know, I'm not afraid of the truth, even though it's sinister or whatever. Uh, or well, the other dope. day you told me that you were the guy in the horror movie that runs towards. Yeah. Here's the sound is like, yo, what is that? Let's go check it out. Yeah, I'll go check. Y'all stay here. <laughs> Me and you. Let's go check. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, Devon's, curious. Devon's green Kinda. flag is that he is not really on social media that much. So he I'm doesn't not. really know about the <laughs> Red Bull community. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, know. And I don't even know that much. I think I just heard Preston Perry like talk about it briefly. But anyways, you guys can go look that up and form your own opinion on that. Yeah. That's not what today's topic is about. Today's topic is about situationships. So we wanted to address that. Situationships. Yes. Okay. Let's define situationships for those who may not know. A situationship is a romantic relationship that is undefined. I like how just simple that is. Yeah. A romantic relationship that is undefined. Undefined. And not, I mean, we're not talking about like you're talking, getting to know each other. And then like, you know, we're talking about like you've been going, you've been going at this for like months, years. Yeah. So some of the signs that you might be in a situationship. Okay, some of you guys are about to find out today that you're in a situation. <laughs> oh man, hopefully not. You don't meet each other's friends or family. You haven't talked about the future. Mm-hmm. You're missing an emotional connection. You haven't defined your relationship. Your communication is inconsistent. You never know when you're going to see them. Everything is based on convenience. And you don't go on dates. Yeah. I actually got some of these from an article that I saw online. I'll have to disagree with some of them, like missing an emotional connection. I think some situationships you do have an emotional connection. Oh, yeah. I think that's part of what makes it. Yeah. That's what makes it complicated. And I think if you're with someone and they don't want to commit to you and it's making you feel anxious, it's making you feel confused, it's making you feel lost, I feel like those feelings is what comes up 
mm-hmm. uh, when you're in a situation ship. So that is really uh, what Devon and I were doing for some years. But before we get into that, I do just want to cover some brief history. Well, we wanna we wanna just cover some brief history. Yeah. It's funny um, because you know how like when we are talking to people and they ask us how we met each other. Oh yeah. And we usually take turns. And it's like, yes, it's your, your turn. It's your turn. Yeah, tonight is your turn. It's my turn. Yeah. Okay. All Both right. our turn. Both our turn. But you, you I know, because you you're always like, I went last time. <laughs> <laughs> you but, tell the story better, honestly. Okay, you might be right about that. Okay, so just a brief <laughs> history so you guys can have some context. Um, is that we, Devon and I, met when we were in high school, 15, 16 year, years old, and we met a gym class. And I know some of you guys are like, oh my gosh, you're high school sweethearts. And we get that all the time. We do. We just got that uh, the other day. <laughs> yeah. And we always have to disappoint people and say, sorry, we were not high school sweethearts. Um, because we met in gym class, I told this girl that um, I thought Devon was cute and I knew what I was doing. And I knew that she was going to go running telling him uh, that I thought he was cute, but it backfired on me because it backfired on me because I never had a boyfriend before. I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but what happened Devon after she yeah. came up? Yeah. I mean, she just, I just remember her coming up to me. We were in the gym walking around. We would walk around these circles around the gym. <laughs> and she said, she basically just like pointed you out. was like, what about her? You know, uh, she thinks you're cute. Uh, do you like her? Do you think she looks good? Blah, blah, blah. And um, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so. Because you never noticed me prior. I don't. I'm sure I noticed you, but, you, you know. You never considered, like, yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't the type to be, like, you know. Going after girls Going anyways. after girls and stuff. I didn't have, like, a strong game. You yeah. Know? My game was, like, laid back. Being <laughs> laid different. Back. <laughs> being different. <laughs> Which is funny because that's what attracted me to you. I feel like I feel like, oh, he's mysterious. Like I usually go for the bad boys who are like outgoing class clowns getting in trouble all the time. But you were I could tell you were quiet but confident. I could tell you cared about your grades because mm-hmm. you carried a big book bag around <laughs> with all your textbooks. And I had them soups. <laughs> them supers. Supras? I don't know <laughs> if you had supers at the time. I did. Oh, you did? I, but you were a basketball player, and not that that meant anything like too much to me because it's not like you were starting or anything. Yeah, the team was not that great. <laughs> but, Football team was real, but the basketball yeah. team was struggling, struggling. But I knew. I was just like, oh, like he's different. He's not like these class clown bad boys that I like. Wasn't that like my Facebook name or something? What? MySpace name. I'm not like them. <gasps> so don't compare me. Dang, that's what it was, wasn't it? I'm not like this. Is that so don't compare song? me. I, I, probably. It's probably like a Lil Wayne song. Dang, song. MySpace. Those are the days. Those are the days. But anyways. Um, anyway, so essentially, yeah, I was like, I like him. I like that one. And then she came and told you. And then after gym class, you waited outside of the yeah, locker room I for me. I waited out there. And um, I remember the girls coming in and saying, Alyssa Devon's out there waiting for you. And I was like, oh, no. No, I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but I yeah, I freaked out. I was like, oh, no, he's really out there. And I just figured like, OK, if I wait long enough, he will leave because I'm sure he doesn't want to be late to his next class. So I'm just going to like wait till he's gone. But I did man up <laughs> <laughs> and I said, OK, you know, what? I'm just I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go out there. And I went out there and you said, yeah, I was just like, can I get your number? I mean, it was it. real straight. Yeah. Straight to the point. Then you gave me your number on a piece of paper. Yes. Those are the days. With a heart, right? Which I actually found that at your house like years later. It was like in your stuff. That piece of paper. Yeah. Those are the days. Still Uh, holding on to it, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Those are the days. But anyway, so after that, the rest is history. And we dated for six months. Yep. Um, We had a fun little summer romance. Great conversations. Great conversations. Yeah. Well, I feel like some people think about 15, 16-year-old relationships and it's like, how serious can they really be? But honestly, that we were, get serious. it could get serious. <laughs> it, it, it could get serious. Y'all be surprised, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but it ended after it ended after six months, unfortunately. Things did not end that well. Um, we won't go into all the details. Yeah. Um, 
maybe another time. Yeah, don't want to bore y'all with all those details. Yeah, yeah. All you need to know is that I did not like Devon, yeah. and I did not talk to him for two years. She didn't even look at me. Nope. I sure didn't. Yeah. Because Devon told me to not to never look at him. I forgot. It's funny because I had forgotten that until we talked about it later. I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that, that, that was our beef. we had yeah. over the phone. But, yeah, I'd see you in school, and you would just look straight through me. I'm like, dang, I know this girl. See me. <laughs> but you told me. You forgot. You told me not to look but at you, you speak your name. You stuck to it. I'm like, yeah. I was just playing. <laughs> Man, I was just playing. <laughs> just playing. But you weren't, though. was last week. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> no, that's totally not your personality. Well, it was because you were dead serious because, Devon, you don't really have beef with people. You don't really raise your voice. But I remember you called me. You were big mad and you were like keep my name and my friend's name out your mouth and i was like okay heard (laughs) Heard. but but it was yeah it was drama filled but anyway so we we had moved on dated other people um we would see each other around like at parties or we had mutual friends Mm -hmm. but i think we exchanged words yeah yeah yeah. like here and there nothing too deep yeah um not too deep yeah, but there was a finding moment where we reconnected, and this was during, um, Devon was always a grade above me, so when he was a senior and I was a junior, and he was getting ready to graduate high school during those spring months, um, I always remember because we seemed to always have like a summer romance, but <laughs> during the spring months, um, I was with my best friend, and I had dropped her off at her boyfriend's house and her boyfriend's house his neighborhood was close to your neighborhood Mm -hmm. and so i had time to kill and i was like okay what am i gonna do oh i wonder if devon's home and i hit you up randomly and i was like are you home i'm gonna come through and you were free yeah you pulled up in that red car yep i pulled up in my camry my toyota red camry and we just talked for a while in the car and I'm always just so I was reflecting on this I'm just so shocked and impressed by how mature we were as like 17 year olds 18 year olds because I remember we squashed our beef we hashed things out you know mm-hmm. like I I remember that was the first time we actually really talked about what had happened years prior when we were dating and I think we apologized to one another mm-hmm. and we said let's let's hug it out no <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's hug it out um i'm cool if you cool you cool you cool, yeah i'm cool yeah and after that we were just cool <laughs> yeah we, we were just cool, just cool and yeah. we were hanging out um you know we weren't we were just chilling mm-hmm. it felt like friends yeah and then i think it became more um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it became more eventually and Devon went off to ECU and we were still talking, like mm-hmm. texting and conversation. Um, I will say this. I never expected like anything from you from that day when I hit you up. And I was like, oh, I wonder what Devon's doing. And even after we became cool, I never thought like, oh, yes, I got him back. Oh, yes, maybe we can date again. What did your What did your friends say? My friends didn't know. Oh, okay. my friends didn't know it took me a while to actually say that i reconnected with you i mean that's how bad it was that like how how things ended the first time that they would have been like why what did you say why are you talking exactly so i mean no one really knew until like later on i think i was very i wasn't sure of what their reaction would be but yeah again what i was saying was i didn't expect anything from you so when we were just you know, texting, having conversation. And we were having like, I feel like we were having like friendship type conversations, yeah. opening up to one another about things we were going through and mm-hmm. whatnot. But on top you of that, you always real easy to talk to. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Some people think I'm intimidating to talk to. So you guys heard that from <laughs> my husband's mouth. Yeah. I'm easy to talk to anyways. Um, <laughs> so I would say this. And so, and I, say that to say we did have this relationship where we were cool but it became more in the sense of like we started hooking up Mm -hmm. um and when that happens somebody is bound yeah to catch feelings yeah um i don't care what any of y'all say 
you can suppress your feelings but if y'all are in a friends with benefits type situation or like you yeah, hook it up with it's someone always sticky, yeah. it's sticky and eventually someone's gonna, gonna, Somebody gonna get hurt <laughs> someone's gonna <laughs> catch feelings and be down bad and of course that person was me so <laughs> <laughs> that was me and eventually um maybe like after a year and a half i asked you um i did come to you and say hey like we expressed to one another that we like one another. Like, I want to be more. So, can we be more? And I want to say I was even telling you that I love you. Ugh. <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> Just, girl, you was down bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I felt like I, I think there was a time where I told you, I asked you, like, can we go steady? And um, I was thinking <laughs> through. I think about that song. yeah so i was thinking through the timeline of this all i didn't realize actually that we were in a situation for three years um yeah when you say it like that that's a long time crazy that's a long time but at the one and a half year mark into this um and this is before jesus this is before like devon and i started like following god um i asked him can we go steady I love you. Like, what are we doing? I'm confused. Like, I want you in my life. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Um, I remember that Devon wrote me an email. And hold up. So when you asked me that question, you asked me, like, was that you thinking about this for a long time? And then you're like, yeah, I'm going to ask him. Yeah, we were probably slowly like, I felt like we were having these conversations for a while, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, here and there, you know, I feel like us girls, we know we don't want to do too much. We don't want to do too much. We don't want to scare you away. But <laughs> I felt like I was, pro- yeah. I do remember like, cause you would come home for winter break and you would come visit me and mm-hmm. like literally, yeah, just situation shit one-on-one right there. Yeah. And, um, I remember us having conversations about it, but you yeah. were always like, I don't know. No, I'm not. But it was just at this one time I had emailed you and you emailed me back this long email. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. It's not cool, but it's interesting to have that record yeah, of where you were blast from the past at that time. Because what you said was like the perfect, it paints the perfect picture of what a situation ship is. It's as if we were made to have this podcast. <laughs> so, so I that, can yeah, share this. this email yes. that my younger yes self wrote <clears throat> it's always interesting seeing something that you wrote or said yeah your grammar was wild yeah grammar was crazy <laughs> <laughs> are y'all ready for this yeah devon's right. gonna read it i'm gonna read a portion of it Alyssa, Alyssa, i know you're confused about what i want from you and why i still mess with you and all that stuff <laughs> i've always had very strong feelings for you i remember the time i told you i loved you Back when we were younger, I felt like what I was saying was so sincere. That was the first time I ever used those words to a female I was with. The only reason I would hesitate to say those words now is because I realize how much weight they hold and my feelings for you are strong enough to where I don't need to say those words. Mm. You might think sometimes, well, if I feel this way about you, then why don't I work towards making things official between us? Next paragraph. There are a couple of reasons <laughs> I broke in the paragraph. It's important details. There, there are a couple of reasons why uh, I don't, even though I would like to take it there with you. I know that I'm not 100% free from my past as yet. I know I'm not 100% yet in general. So when I think about a relationship with you, I think about making or working towards that in the future when we are both more mature and when I'm living independently. Not saying you want a relationship or you should wait or anything like that. Matter of the fact is that we're still young. Parentheses, I hate when people say that, but it's true. And have our whole lives ahead of us. I wouldn't want to waste a relationship with you now and it not work. Because I'm almost sure if it didn't work now, we wouldn't try later when it matters more. You know, and then I go on to talk about feeling detached and that was almost like teared up (laughs) reading that part later in life how I felt detached and um realizing that you know I had a problem with women 
yeah. kind of not really cutting ties and um, how I've been trying to learn to control my actions. So those are the things that I talked about. But yeah, that was it. Yeah. So literally you said so many things in that email that's like, I look at that and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, why did I not think like, girl, leave this man? Red flags all over the place. Like, yeah. Because. See, if you would have told your friends, they'd have been like, hold up, what? Exactly. I don't think I told anyone that. That's why. But just the fact. That's just, why. If you're in a situation ship, you got to have good sound friends. Yeah. And talk to them so you don't get in a situation like that. Yeah. No, because you were like, I don't want to <laughs> be in a relationship with you now because it might not work and we would never try again. You're, you were like, yeah. I would rather. I yeah, you were like, I would rather us try later when we're more mature. Like, yeah. we're still young. Yeah. Like, that's so, that's so cliche to say. And right now, I'm like, what? Like, that sounds like you are just talking out the side of your neck. <laughs> like, I just, I, it made no sense. But I think yeah. I did know that you were very, very sincere because it was a long email. and You, like, said a lot more yeah. stuff that you yeah, didn't share. Yeah. But what do you think, like, you were going through? Like, what do you... What yeah, do you I take think, from that? Yeah, it's interesting. I think I was starting to become aware. You know, I was in college. It's like a progressive awareness that I was going through. Yeah. A progressive revelation or insight, self-awareness. Um, and so I was realizing, like, man, I got these issues. I'm in these cycles. I can't get out. Um, what cycles? I'm breaking promises. Like, I, can, I think cycles of um, not cutting ties uh, with women, like, yeah, like just still holding on to Still like, holding on, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like I had these issues. I was reflecting about stuff I did in high school. And then I was just I was just going through. So um yeah, it's funny kind of looking back, it it didn't make sense. It definitely is a situation ship, but yeah. Um I can't believe I was even that aware. Right. It is impressive issues. how self aware you were. I mean that I feel like that was probably the beginning of it all. Um Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think God was doing something. Yes. And little, little bits like, hey, yeah. bro, you're not as, you got For some sure. issues. No. Like, oh, you're right. I do got some issues. Well, what's interesting is that even after you said all that, I still stuck around. And I feel like where I was in that time was I was, I was not self-aware enough. I did not have uh, the right state of mind to be able to say like, oh, girl, you're better than this. Like right. there could be like another man that actually loves you and cares for you and wants to be with you. I think I cared about you enough or thought I cared about you enough and have feelings for you enough where I was like, you know, like it's okay. Like I'll just take what I can get or maybe he'll change his mind yeah. if I prove to him that I'm worthy to be in a relationship with him. Um, I think I was just insecure and also uh, depressed <laughs> from what I said in, my, in the last episode and just going with the flow and just not caring. I think that's a part of it too. I was just kind of like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. But also I think mostly it was probably like, I think a lot of us girls were in situationships and we stay, we want to hope that change will come and we hope that we can change their minds. Like we kind of rise up and be like, Oh, I'll show you. Yeah. And I'm then worthy. like starting over is like, that's a lot of startup power. Yeah. It was like starting yeah. a new business almost. Yeah. You know? Starting new business. <laughs> That's probably not a good example. But it's like yeah. startup power, startup energy. I'm like, it yeah. takes a lot of startup energy and you got all this history, all this baggage. You're right. Like, you have the history well and you have. To make it work. And at the time, I also wasn't aware of the, of the the spiritual ties that we can have with one another from our yeah. uh, emotional bond or physical bond um, with our history. But. Also, though, I will say this. I mean, I think I, I was also talking to other guys and yeah. like dating other guys. And as were you, you were talking yeah. to dating other girls. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that says a lot about where we were, that we were just so like. I mean, we. Our personalities we're just doing what we wanted to do. Yeah. Basically, we're just doing what we wanted to do. We were just so like go with the flow, laid back. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, this is sure. Fine. Yeah. This is fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's where I was. And I think I wasn't strong enough to realize and walk and walk away from that situation ship. And it just led to three years, three years of us being in the situation ship. And what's interesting is that within these three years, there were actually 
a couple times that we tried to officially date and they failed. Yeah. And it was like, I think I look back and I'm like, wow, that was like unnecessary pain that like we put one another through. Yeah. And the very reason why we failed, why our relationship failed was for the very reason why you told me to begin with. In the email. Why you could, why That's you thought crazy, we couldn't work. I mean, you literally said it. You're like, we're not going to work if we date. Run away. Kanye no. <laughs> <laughs> was. That's what they be talking about. That's true. They don't and have I'm the power to cut I'm it, but they like try to communicate it. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, I didn't realize that until just now. I was like, literally, you told me. You laid it out for me <laughs> and said, if we date, it's not going to work out. Yeah. And all the times that we did try to date within these situationships, I think you really wanted to try. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's like you, because you were the one who asked me to officially date you. Yeah. We I remember did that. try. Yeah. And I think you that genuinely. That was a dope moment. But yeah, keep going. Yeah, I, I think you genuinely wanted to try to, to date me work. to make yeah. it work, and you just—it was if it seemed as if like it was out of your control and out of your power. Would you say that? That's kind of deep. That sounds so deep, right? Because yeah. it's like, man, you know what you're doing. You you could control. Yeah, what yeah, you're you got to take responsibility for your actions for sure. Yeah, but, but that yeah. If you got, I mean, sometimes it is deeper than just your will. So yeah cycles i mean people have cycles for a reason Mm -hmm. um it just it could be complex like what i mean it could be you know your your own will um if you've been in these cycles for a long time uh i mean ancestry like what what model did you have or you know what do your people in your family struggle with um, and then the spiritual aspect. I mean, really, like when you get sexually involved with somebody, yeah, that makes things like way more complicated. Yeah, I, well, I do remember you genuinely. Again, what I was saying was, I do remember you genuinely wanting to try to have a relationship, but it just like didn't work out. Um, and there was this last time mm-hmm. where we tried to date. Yeah, yeah. So I remember. So I was like. You know, per my story, my testimony, I was in campus ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to small groups. I was getting mentored spiritually. I was in the Bible. You know, <laughs> like guys was challenging me. My mentor was asking me tough questions and stuff like that. And I remember this particular day where we were meeting at, uh, I think, the church or somewhere. And I was like, man, I'm in these situationships <laughs> or this particular one. And I was talking to you and another girl and I was like, man, I know what God wants me to do. Like I got to cut these relationships mm-hmm. off. Um, and as I'm talking about it, I realized like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the rubber hits the road. That you know must what I'm be a weird feeling. This is a weird feeling. Yeah. It was like, bro, what makes you think you're going to do that? You ain't never did it. You, you know think that was you? You think that was? I don't know what that was, <laughs> but God used it. And I remember in that moment, it was, I was talking in circles and I was like, yo. And what's wild is this verse. I don't know if this verse came to my mind in the moment, but this verse really describes it. I know we were reading this verse in the Bible mm-hmm. with my mentor, Jeremiah seventeen nine. The heart is deceitfully wicked and desperately sick. Mm-hmm. Who can understand it? Yeah. And essentially what God is saying, your heart is very complex. You can't perceive all your motives. Yeah. I can. And without Christ, and even at times in Christ, your heart is deceitful. Like it, it you're deceiving. So that's how I felt. I was deceiving myself. Like, hold up. Like, yeah. And then that's when the gospel really started to click. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I need Jesus to save me mm-hmm. from me. Like something in me, this struggle, this confusion, deception, yeah. this cycle, I'm realizing like, oh man, I need Jesus to get me out of this. You right. Know? And um, yeah, I mean, that was like a a moment in my faith. And so I think how that part of that started to impact our relationship to a degree. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I want to, you know, date. 
you mm-hmm. like, I want to be faithful. I want to cut it. You know, maybe I could just cut it down to one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know about all that. Like, I'm just Clear cut the it down roster. to one. Yeah, I'm going to cut it down to one. And um, I asked you to be my girl. Again. Again. I'm sorry I put you through all that. It's cool. So many times. <laughs> um, And shortly after, so we start dating again. And shortly after, I go to this party uh, at school. I think it was an apartment or something. See the other girl. <laughs> and I don't know if we were intoxicated or not, drunk or something, maybe, probably. And uh, I end up kissing her, and I'm thinking, like, yo, mm. you know, like, here I am again. Mm. I said I was going to do this and this and this, but I'm back here. I really got an issue. Yeah. And so I called you. And I was like, yo, like, I think I just told you. I feel like I told you pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, I think it was at night. I kind of no, remember. No, we actually, no, I, we were, um, I was in class. Oh, okay. But I'm, it may have been night class, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of remembering the picture. Yeah. Um, and I just confessed, like, yo, I did this and this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. Like I need to work on myself. Right. Like I, that's why I started to realize like I really need to put some work yes. <laughs> on myself. Yeah. I remember you saying like, no, like I can't date anybody. Like yeah. you were like, I can't even date right now. Yeah. I'm not in a place to do it. Right. Yeah. And um, I don't trust myself. That's probably when I started to get to the place where right. I don't really trust myself. Yeah. I mean, as painful as that was, like, I really admire that, that you were like, it's not even you. <laughs> It's me, but I need someone outside to fix me. Yeah. Like I can't just make a decision and think I'm going to be different. Right. That was part of what I was realizing. Right. And I, I wish so many of us could just be, like, real with ourselves like that. Like, not even just that situation, but, like. In general. Like, in I general, need help. too. I had a yeah. lot. I had a, yeah. Now that I think about it, I had a lot of those moments. <laughs> and my mentor was right there with me. Like. Yeah. You ain't got it. Right. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, <laughs> It's so wild. I just remember another situation. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I remember after that, like, shortly after I did come visit you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I already had, like, this whole trip planned. It was, like, around Valentine's Day. And I was like, okay, well, let me just go visit him anyways. Um, we were hanging out. We were cool. I remember you dropped me off back at home in Charlotte. And I think I was thinking, like, oh, like, we just had a good time, like, could we make this work like it felt like old times again that the trappings like a sad drive the trappings of a situationship again yeah. okay and i remember you dropped me off and you were like you essentially said like no like i'm not gonna see you again yeah it's over yeah and even though we just had this time Great, where we yeah. were hanging we out to like a basketball game or something yeah we went out to dinner yeah, like we were hanging dude. out <laughs> a new hairdo <laughs> um but that's I knew you were serious this time after X amount of times over the that the course of those three years. Yeah. Um, you were dead serious. And I remember being like, Oh, okay. And I mean it's one of us needed to do it. Yeah. One of us needed to man up. <laughs> <laughs> one of us needed to man up. Yeah. <laughs> one of us needed to man up and do it. And it was you. And I think during that time it really pushed me to just go all in with my relationship with God. And, and that's and that's a significant thing what? that you just said because, you know, I work with students. They, I mean, they know. If you don't know, I work with students. And I see students get in these situationships. Mm-hmm. And I'm always, you know, trying to counsel the guys. And one of the things I try to tell them is, like, be crystal clear. Yeah. Be crystal clear. It's not her job. It's your job to yeah. be crystal clear. Like, yeah, a woman can be clear. Like, yeah. I think they should. You know, but just seeing the ripple effect, like, oh, it kind of helped you take your relationship with God a little yeah. bit more seriously. It would, you know what I'm saying? So there was a response there. Yeah. Like, if that's you, my guy. <laughs> and you, you know, know you you're not supposed do. to be in that. Yeah. Be clear and cut it off, man. Get yeah. Help. No, that's so real. And um, that's so real. And I'm, I'm, I appreciate that because we actually went around like five, six months of yeah. like not talking. I think that's the longest that we went. That's probably the longest I ever went. <laughs> yeah. With that um, situation. And I think for me, yeah, it was heartbreaking, but you know, 
at that time I did have a relationship with God. And I think that when I'm, when you're heartbroken, you run, you run, you run to God. And that's what I did. I was like, all right, well, I'm just, I was serving at church. I was serving in the church. I was going to Bible study with one of my friends. Um, and I think that was just so important that I really just focused on like the friends that I made serving at my church. I was serving with the kids. I was learning so much uh, yeah. while I was doing that. Doing positive things. Yeah. Healthy I was, things for you. I had moved back in with my mom. I was like saving money so I can get my own place. Like I just, yeah, I was like, you know, getting my stuff together. That breakup <laughs> really set you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that, ju- that just goes to show like, yeah. yeah. Anyways. So what were you doing? So, yeah, I was getting more involved. Uh, that was like the one social club that I was involved in on campus from what I remember. The campus ministry. The campus ministry. Um, I feel like I did a, a basketball league with one of the guys in the campus ministry. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I was growing. You know, I was in the Bible studies, yeah. going to conferences, uh, having prayer meetings, asking God to bring revival to campus. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I still had my issues I was working through. Yeah. Um, but I was diving in. Right. A, a new level of focus. Yeah. I mean, that was good. Um, I remember, so yeah, we didn't talk and minimal, very minimal. Maybe I checked in on you every now and then, but mm-hmm. even I do remember if I checked in on you, you were brief, you were short, which I also really appreciate, you yeah. know, like that's, and again, it's like we were in the cycle. Imagine if you would have just like, talk to me again like you did before like yeah it'd be so easy to slip back but this time it was different it was different and i appreciate you just being um firm on your decision yeah you know like you were serious about it and that summer you came back home and somehow we did reconnect uh you like studied abroad Mm -hmm. and you came back and i remember it was like around your birthday you had like a birthday party and i um, came by to see you and then like we kind of just had like a redo almost we were yeah. hanging out mm-hmm. uh almost every day it was a fun summer it felt yeah. like we were dating yes but we had never had the official conversation yeah. and that I think summer was amazing <laughs> i mean it was you were spain yeah. was kind of you were traveling yeah. a lot yeah yeah um <laughs> <laughs> again still working you're not not it's a it's a it's a process sometimes yeah. you're not going to get it all together but For sure, yeah. at once sometimes it does happens that way sometimes it doesn't okay yeah. i yeah. <laughs> there's grace for you devon um don't be hard on yourself anyway so <laughs> um oh yeah so i do remember yeah. we were hanging out mm-hmm. every day and it felt like we were dating mm-hmm. um and we were having a good time and yeah. it felt for the most part, healthy. Yeah. And I think I remember you, I would be around your friends. And that was another thing is like, you brought me around your friends. Oh yeah, there it is. (laughs) There it is. There it is. And I was hanging out with your family. Yeah. So there it is. Yeah. Um, and I think eventually, I think one time I heard you say, oh yeah, like this this is my girl. And I was like, oh, am I your girl? (laughs) And we went out to eat. Of course. You were getting my girl. What do you mean? Well, we went out to eat right before you went back to college at the, at my job, the place I used to work at. Yeah, I used to work at a restaurant. Uh-huh. And we you had that blue outfit on. <laughs> blue outfit. You you remember blue all blazer. you remember all my outfits. Something, something about the visual stuff. <laughs> um, but we sat down and I said, "Hey, look, what's going on? Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Let's." Essentially, I was asking you to define the relationship. Define the relationship. And yeah. I said, "Okay." What are we doing? Am I your girl? Am I really your girlfriend? Are we dating? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It hit. I, I can kind of remember the impression. Yeah. Uh, from the conversation. Yeah, so I kind of remember the impression mm-hmm. from the conversation. And uh, you were asking me, you were asking me to define the relationship, you know? And it made me reflect, like, yo, yeah. what am I doing? Right. But at first you, you know? were like, no, like, you were hesitant. You're like, no, like, I don't want to put a title yeah. on us. You know, I don't want to feel, feel like I own you. Yeah. I don't know where I got that from. I think you were just really trying to justify yeah. it. You were, you were thinking out loud. Yeah, I, feel I think like. I was thinking out loud. Yeah. Yeah. And we were standing outside um, by your car mm-hmm. and we were like in a shopping center. And I remember you mm-hmm. saying like, it's like 
this store right here, like, you don't need the sign in the title to know, like, what store it is. You just know that it's the store. So I think you're trying to say, like, <laughs> you and I know what it is. Like, that's all that matters, you know? There's that infamous Try line. Try to use that philosopher stuff. Yeah, and I remember thinking, like, no. No, that <laughs> yeah, makes you were, no sense. You're that makes cutting through. no sense. Cut straight. But I would say this: I feel like at this point in time, before I didn't have the confidence, I didn't have the security, mm. I didn't have. Um, That's interesting. So, how did you get that? Well, yeah, I think that during that time where I was really like growing in my relationship with God, growing in my confidence in Him, growing in my value and my worth, and not tying it to a guy, yeah, or. A job or whatever else. I think I was able to be like, you know, I know my worth. And if this man and the reason why I asked you and I sat down was because you were getting ready to go back to school. And I was like, look, we had a fun summer. But if you're not trying to be with me, like I'm good. Yeah. And and I want to say something to that because, you know, yeah, we got issues. We were working through issues. It's not like we were completely secure individuals. Right. We're still growing our security today. But sometimes I'll use this example when I'm talking to people. Um, in Genesis, when Adam and Eve rebelled against God and tried to define good and evil for themselves, mm-hmm. right, when they ate, um, it says that they made uh, clothes with fig leaves mm-hmm. and they hid from God. Yeah. And so they created a security blanket for their shame. Mm-hmm. Before they were unashamed and naked, now that they were ashamed, they put a security system or a security blanket um, fig leaves on themselves. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes I'll tell people like, look, that relationship is like those fig leaves. You're trying to cover up that insecurity with that person. Yeah. And guys do that a lot. I mean, I know girls girls do do that that too. too. Um, but you know, and so, and that's why people freak out all the time. Sometimes when you're about to take away the relationship, like you're, you're challenging, like, yo, I'm about to leave. And all of a sudden he's like, Oh, no, no, no. You know, no. he's I'm an a R&B change. singer all of a sudden. <laughs> I <laughs> you know? wish she would have came to me with a guitar. I would have been like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, or <laughs> sh- she said she's going to do better now or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's because that those fig leaves really can't cover up the, in- you know, the insecurity. Yeah. And so sometimes I say, hey, remove that security blanket. And be- so basically my point is mm-hmm. because we had that separation. Mm-hmm. It allowed us to begin to build our security and our confidence in something that was stable as yeah. opposed to a person that can't really feel what only God is supposed to feel. Right. No, that's so good. That's so true. I think that's exactly what happened. Um, spoiler alert, but Devon did end up <laughs> saying like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and after that, we had three years of dating. <laughs> Three and years. it was great. A lot happened in that three years. A yeah. lot of good stuff. Three years of situation shit was redeemed by the three years of dating. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And um after three years, you know, uh, then you then you proposed and yeah, then we I got proposed, married. Yeah. But of course we had our issues, mm-hmm. you know, still. Um we had a lot of growth, but for the most part we were able to have a good, healthy relationship. It was healthier. I yeah. mean we st- yeah. We were committed. We were committed. We were committed yeah. to one another. Yeah. And we um, definitely committed. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah, we were definitely committed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think part of the reason why we were able to have, I think during that time that we weren't talking, um, and we were growing in our own like church community and growing in our relationship with God, it really set us up well to have a good relationship when we did date. Yeah. Um, and why we were able to stick it out for three years and now we're married yeah, is because we were dating in community. Yes. Like my that was definitely yeah. a huge part of it. Yeah. Cause even when we would have issues, I was still going to right. my mentor, get in context. I had friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember that time we asked uh, another mentor like, Hey, what do you think about this? Da, 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 yeah. Da. And so just not being isolated and not being right. in my own head. Yeah. And confidently being able to go to God about things and look into Jesus for things, too. I remember even like when we were I remember before we got married, Mm -hmm. um, we were in college while we were dating and I came to you and I let you know, like, hey, look, I'm getting ready to graduate. (laughs) You talking about the conference? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, Not that time. 
no, not that time. I did come to you and I say, hey, like, I'm not really trying to, I'm not trying to put the pressure on you. Like, I'm not trying to give you ultimatum or put the pressure on you. But I did just want to let you know that I'm getting ready to graduate and I'm not waiting around for you. Okay. Like I'm out, I'm out of here. And I felt that I was so, I, I look back and I'm like, that's such freedom to be able to feel that. Like to be able to say like, if you're the one that God has for me, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. If you're not, I'm also okay with that. Yeah. And I just want to let you know, I'm not waiting for you. Okay. Like that's how confident I am in what in God's plan for my life, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I was ready to, I like, I would love to marry you. I would love to be with you, but if it's not going to work out, that's okay. Yeah. And, um, I think that also happens when you surrender like your relationship to the Lord of like, you get that freedom to be able to just trust in him and what he's doing. So, yeah. um, and that's just such a contrast from when I was, when we were in a situation and I just was so fearful maybe to, to lose you, you yeah. know, maybe that's why I stuck around. And yeah. so, yeah, you trust that God had a plan. Even if it went south, yeah, God had a plan. He could make it better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He could have brought you a better one. He could have brought me a better one. Yeah. But you my but better one. But he had one. me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so that's essentially it. That's essentially it, our story. That's it. Yeah, but let's get into some of the questions that you right, guys submitted. Um, just a few here. I feel like we covered a lot already, some of these that you guys asked in our story. Um, what made you feel like staying in the situation was the best choice and that there would be a positive outcome? I did not think that it was the best choice and I did not think that there would be a positive outcome. Yeah, me neither. I think I was just <laughs> doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, just making decisions like, you know, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't didn't have the present mind to think about all that. But I do think that some people probably stay in relationships like, like hopeful. Yeah. Like hope. Yeah. maybe we can go to counseling. Maybe he, I can go to counseling. Maybe he can go to counseling. Maybe, um, we can work on this. We can grow in this. Yeah. And I think, or you don't want to lose the person. You don't want to lose a person. You feel like this is worth the fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I get why some people yeah, can feel like this could, this could potentially have a positive outcome because God can redeem anything. Really? He can. Like he really can. And I also just want to say this too. I, I just thought about this is that like, sometimes I'm hesitant to share a situationship story because I don't, want to encourage anyone to stay in a situationship like girl if you're in a situationship right now i just want you to know that like (laughs) you deserve better you deserve (laughs) to be committed to and to be in love and um yeah (laughs) Yeah. the relationship that god intended you to have but so that's probably why like i was always hesitant um but i also recognize that in our story it's unique because I used to think that I could change you. Mm -hmm. I used to think that I could be good enough and prove to you that I was good enough. Yeah. Um, to where you could be loyal and faithful to me, you know, and no matter how hard I tried, it never worked. And ultimately it was never me who made you come to the place where, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you realize you it needed to change god himself yes and i just i just to, yeah and i'm a big you know i always say that to my friends or to girls who are going through that i'm like look don't think you can change them don't bank on that mm-hmm. maybe there are some things you can change but like don't bank on that like you really are gonna have to give this to god give yeah this i feel to like Lord. it has to be like a life-altering situation yeah that has to take place i mean yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, life is too short. Like, <laughs> do you really ask yourself, do you really think this is what God has for you? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, is this if the you, best that God has for you? Yeah. And, and you also have to trust in that. Look, like if later on you guys can become like more whole people or you can like get things together and you can reconnect, like you have to trust God in that, mm-hmm. that like no matter what choice you make, that he's got you. I heard this pastor say this because I looked at this a long time ago and recently thinking mm-hmm. about this show. Um, it was Matt Chandler. Uh, he said, he was speaking to his church, so he's speaking to Christians, people who have faith in Christ, um, and particularly to the women in the church that weren't married who struggle with this 
kind of thing, mm-hmm. like dating and stuff like that. And he said, um, it's good enough to experience the the loneliness now. He said something to the effect of you would rather experience momentary loneliness now than experience the loneliness in a marriage with a man does, who does not intend to love you the way Christ loved the mm. church. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, this is painful now. Yes, companionship is good. Like, it's not good that man is alone, right? Yeah. More than likely you'll get married, but you might not need to be with him now and experience some loneliness if if it's a bad situation. True. Okay, the next question. How do you prevent a situation when it's been communicated that feelings are mutual, but you both know it isn't God's timing yet? What does pursuit look like during that waiting period? So off the cuff, I would probably just say, uh, if y'all live in the same local context, be friends in public. Be friends, like, with a community of people around. Yeah, like, don't be alone. Don't be alone. Don't text. Uh, don't talk on the phone because that's building a relationship. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's working <laughs> towards a situationship. Right. So just trust that, oh, we're in the same friend group or we're hanging yeah. out. Like, like, when I say hang out in public, like with other people that know y'all. Yeah. Not like, oh, we going on a on date. A date. Yeah. That's still just, you know, that's still yeah. personal. That's situation-y. Yeah, um, I feel that though. Like if you yeah, you tough. and someone really like one another, it's hard to not, it's hard to not want to yeah. pursue and then, more. And then I would say be real about God's time. And like, are you sure it's not God's time? Yeah. And you also, know, you know, that's a good point. It's like, ridiculous. I would like to know what made you guys feel like it's not God's timing. Yeah. What is the reason for that? Um, and if it's not God's timing, what is he saying it is time for? Yeah, that's good. What and is like, it time for? What should you be focusing on? What should you be focusing yeah. on? Yeah. Um, and redirect your focus to that. Yeah. Um, you know, could it be like you have some growing to do? Could it be like you got to finish your degree you got to focus on school is it that you you know do you need to build stronger friendships you know like my guess is well yeah i was about to say i feel like usually it's probably some something foundational in your life yeah like it's always good to build on foundation you Mm -hmm. know what i mean foundation of faith you know foundation of friendships foundation in finances like a biblical view of finances like yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and if you don't know what that is like pray and ask him if he told you not no. There's an it's a no for a reason. Yeah, and um, then get some other people in the situation so you can make sure you're hearing God clearly. Yeah, yeah. And pursuit. What does pursuit look like during the waiting period? I mean, there should be a pursue pursuit. God. Yeah, pursue God. Yes. Pursue God in um godly friendships that are not romantic. Yeah, I mean, this is your chance to like try that hobby you've always wanted to try. Mm-hmm. Like, go after that job that you always wanted. Um, like build friendships with like peer friendships, deep peer friendships. I mean, yeah. that's also really important. Yeah. Um, and go live the best life that God has for you right now. Yeah. You know, because trust that he's good and that he has good things for you and you're not missing out on anything. Like good. believe that. <laughs> <laughs> God's a good father who gives us perfect gifts. So mm. anyways, that's my two cents on that. The father of lies. Why is it hard for people to leave situationships? What do they feel like they gain from the from situationships? And what leads people to wanting to have situationships? That's three different questions, but we're just adding that into one. Um, we kind of touched on, on some of this, why it's hard to leave. Yeah. Well, one thing I would say about why it's hard to leave is my, my guess is 98% of the time, there's some kind of, I would say maybe 95, maybe not 90, that's too high. Maybe 95% of the time, there's some kind of sexual component to the relationship or some kind of emotional intimacy that's taking place. Yeah. And I actually read this in Proverbs 5. Uh, Proverbs 5, the book of Proverbs is written to make people wise, like it's wisdom literature. And um, <clears throat> I think a father's talking to her son or something like that. He's talking about um, not committing adultery. And he says, be intoxicated with the wife of your youth. Mm. Why be intoxicated with a foreign woman? This is me paraphrasing, but that Mm -hmm. word intoxicated is in there. And I think the uh, scholars in the commentary says 
the Hebrew is to be led astray. So they translated that to intoxicated. So when someone's in a covenant relationship in marriage, doing, you know, uh, marriage the way God designed it, mm-hmm. uh, the encouragement God is saying, look, be intoxicated mm-hmm. with your spouse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how it's supposed be, to be led astray, be led astray into delight. Yeah. But outside of the marriage covenant, you are being led astray or intoxicated, led astray to destruction. Yeah. So I I think that speaks perfectly mm-hmm. to why it's so hard to leave a situation. Yeah, and I know you guys know what that feels we get like. Intoxicated. We get intoxicated. I know you guys. Some of you guys say to yourselves, like, as hard as I try, I just can't. There's something that's pulling me back. Yeah. Like that's, that's pulling you back. Yeah. In. Can't listen to your friends. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you feel stupid. Maybe you feel stupid <laughs> later or something like that. You're like, what am I doing? What was I thinking? You know, <laughs> you know, or even the guy side, like confused, can't make a decision. Right. You know what I mean? Like going back and forth in your mind, feeling guilty, then feeling yeah. like, you know, and I'm not assuming the guy's the yeah. guy that's stringing it along. Like right. a lot of times it's the case, but it might not always be the case, but it's that intoxication. Like if you are going to that place emotionally and sexually, um, that's not meant mm-hmm. for outside of marriage. Just that's meant to make you one. So you're mingling your soul with that person. Yeah. And you're wondering why it's so hard to detach your souls because you've mingled them for so long. Yeah, because it was intended to make two people two one. people one like God yeah. intended. You know. So when you try to do that outside of marriage, I mean it's still the rules still kind of apply kind of apply yeah yeah we're like there's still something happening there's still something happening no that's real that's so cut real. out the emotional cut out, intimacy yeah. cut out the sex and see if you can see clearly right cut out the sex for sure yeah you might get to enjoy the relationship in another way yes you know like, we like, actually really like you know what with each other you kind of cool you kind of straight yeah or like or you find out there's things about <laughs> that person you don't like yeah like, <laughs> actually you have a lot of red flags <laughs> actually you're giving me the ick every day yeah. um so no that's that's actually good i think there's other reasons i think people there's fear right i think there's fear of being fear, alone yeah fear of not wanting to start over with someone fear that this may be the best that god has for you fear that um i think naturally sometimes as people we just want to be hopeful we mm-hmm. want a good love story mm-hmm. we want to win and I think some of us, we we just, we hope that things will change. And as you care for someone deeply, you want to hope that like they'll change. You want to hope that they'll love you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's also um, a part of the reason why it, it's, it's complex. There's not one specific answer. You know, you can care about someone mm-hmm. and love someone and say like, I hope you change. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to stay. Yeah. You know, um, so I think you can feel both. You can feel both things. You can yeah. at the same time. So that makes sense. Um, oh, gain what do people feel like? And then this. Yeah. What do people feel like they gain from non-committed relationships? I think these days people. Because situationships are in casual dating and hookup. Hookup culture is so common. I think a lot of people feel like they can get a relationship without the title. Yeah. You can get, you know, the body, right. you can get companionship, you can get the good, friendship. the cooked meat, the home cooked meals. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you can even get the loyalty. Honestly, honestly, you can get the, like, yeah. I feel like guys can be committed to, if you're in a situation, you can hold out, you know what I mean? And just reserve yourself for one person, even though you're not seeing other people. And it's like, you're already loyal to me. Mm-hmm. You are giving me sex you're giving me your time you're giving me yeah you're cooking for me you're doing these things for me like yeah but we're not official why do we need to be because mm-hmm. then i'm not tied down to you i can leave at any moment i mean you can if you're in a relationship you can leave at any moment too but it's like less less stakes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so yeah there's there's an aspect of it where some people and i don't like to use that word trauma as much um but some people legitimate have a history and things that's happened. And when they get close to commitment, they freak out because of their parents were abusive to each other or, you know, they don't trust 
because someone's broken mm-hmm. their trust yeah. over and over and over again. So they want to be better. They want to be healthy, but they just can't. They don't understand why I'm why am I so afraid when I'm I'm thinking about committing you know what i'm saying and so that person still needs help like they're still responsible for their actions Mm -hmm. but i just wanted to put that in there sometimes it's deeper than just the will yeah it's that subconscious part of us that is like the elephant you know it's like a a small man sitting on top of the elephant and our subconscious is the elephant you know yeah and our conscious is the the man so it's easy to get dragged away yeah by all that baggage no that's I, thanks for bringing that up because I don't think I would have thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just out here like came to y'all me. got issues you can't commit. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, people legit need help sometimes. They yeah. just don't always know why. Okay, let's jump into some of these story submission. I yeah. want to make sure we get into some of these stories that you all submitted yeah, over on the Instagram. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, be sure to do that because that's where I'm going to be asking you guys to um, submit your questions and your stories and your thoughts on some of the topics that we bring to you all. But um, I'll read this first one. Okay, Devon, you ready for this? Yeah, read it. All right. I was in my first serious relationship in 2019, so much so that we were so close to being engaged. But I felt like I was being called to the six-month mission trip that was far away. Before I left, he said when I got back, he was going to propose. But two weeks into me being gone, he had ghosted me. After posting... Um, two girls on his Instagram story. She put this in parentheses. So instead of talking about it, just not a zip. She put the zip emoji. So I guess he ghosted her mm-hmm. uh, when she went away. Long story short, I came wow. back home and we talked about everything. And he just said he lost his way without me. Wow. I was dealing with him and healing from family wounds that had happened before I left. And it was all overwhelming. And I lost sight of everything. I lost sight of everything I learned while being away. He became extremely wishy-washy with what he wanted with me for over two years, saying he doesn't, he wasn't in a place for commitment. And until his mental health was stable, he graduated college and got a job. Then he would be able to commit. So for two years, I waited for him while DDing for him, while he went out to the bars instead of a date with me or accepting to hang out after the bar at 2 a.m. Or answering his calls at night while he was having a mental breakdown because I wanted him to know I'm still here. But why can't he fully commit after going above, after me going above and beyond for him? I cried to him asking why, constantly begged for reassurance that I wasn't doing this for any reason. And he would always answer, the door is always open and when I'm ready, you'll be the one I want. But I was slowly deteriorating mentally and emotionally. I was putting off my own dreams and aspirations for him, compensating my beliefs and goals until I had no energy left and no idea who I was. So I found myself in a really dark place of depression, anxiety, and isolation and had no idea how to get out. Long, long story short, it took two years of praying, advice from friends, therapy, even medication to treat my depression that I was trying to heal myself. And that changed my life tremendously. I finally had the boldness to cut things off officially. I had attempted to numerous times over the years, but he would always tell me something that he knew I'd been waiting to hear only to reel me back in have complete control over me but this year i decided to fully and truly give god this situation and i have never felt more peace i was always scared that it would be hard letting him go or i'd be lonelier than ever but new doors of friendships and opportunity have been flying open for me while the lord's voice has been louder than ever this all happened not just because i chose to let him go but because i could never successfully do that on my own and because i just gave everything back to jesus and as soon as i did that everything changed Mm. wow okay that was love that part which one the part because this all happened not just because i chose to let him go because i could never successfully do that on my own that part i could never successfully do that on my own that's the key to getting in with god right there he gives grace to the humble but Mm. he opposes the proud yes anytime that we say i can't do this on my own God starts paying attention. Yes. He's like, okay, let me step in. Yeah. Like, it's like you give him permission when you realize that, you know, but no, I love that too. And it's funny because when I posted that, I wanted to hear successful situationship stories. I was thinking like, tell me how you went from situationship to like a committed relationship. And this girl, she messaged me. She was like, I have the best situationship success story. And I was like, okay, yeah. (laughs) 
I was like, okay, tell me. And she told me, she sent this in and I was like, oh wow, no, this is better. This is better good, than, yeah. than what I had, what I initially met. Um, yeah. Because I think people need to hear this and be encouraged by this, that you can overcome and you can um, move on. And look what happened when she said that I gave everything back to Jesus as soon as I did that, everything changed. And she said doors have been opening for her. Yeah. Um, friendships and opportunities, different opportunities. So I love that so much. Good for, um, good for her. <laughs> Happy yeah. for you, girl. Yeah. Okay, this next one you want to read? Yeah, I can read this one. After breaking up with my ex, my high school best friend wanted to reconnect. We caught up and he told me that he always liked me in high school and asked me to give him a chance. I said no a few times, but he persisted, so I eventually gave in. He was in the Army Reserves and was in Korea sending me gifts and stuff. So when he got home, I was on his beck and call, basically doing whatever he wanted. <laughs> After a few months, the communication, parentheses, outside of fornication, parentheses, <laughs> dwindled a bit. So I asked him what the problem was because he had initially pursued me while I was minding my business. He told For me. Real? Uh, he told me, uh, I'm afraid you'll become everything I hate. She, <laughs> she put LOL or yeah, LOL. LOL. What? <laughs> I cried for two weeks straight, had no appetite and texted him all day with no response. I had to pray my desire to have uh, him in my life away. The next day I woke up and didn't think about him. Soul ties are so real. Mm. Well, at least you got skinny. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But again, again though, like she prayed her desire to have him in. Yeah. I had to pray my desire to have him in my life away. Yeah. The next day, the Lord was faithful. That's that's kind of a miracle. That rarely happens. Well, thanks for sending in your questions and your stories. That's all for today's episode. If you've been enjoying our podcast, please leave us a review yeah. or a rating. Yeah, uh, we would appreciate that so much. That just kind of gets our podcast out to more people when you guys leave us a rating and review. Yeah. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram to connect with us about future episodes. And until and next, next time, time, stay, stay up, up and believe the hype. Believe the hype. See y'all.